You're listening to Crypto at the Ferrum Roundtable, made for the people who want to make the most out of their crypto journey with the mission of breaking down barriers to mass adoption of blockchain technology. This podcast is brought to you by the folks at Ferrum Network. All information in this podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided in this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other advice. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Crypto at the Firm Roundtable. My name is Tom, and please welcome Taha and Nick. Hey guys, how are you doing today? Hey, hey, how are you? Doing pretty good. Yeah, well, hey, Tom. I'm super, super happy to have you here, guys, because I think you've recently just got back from Bogota um, in Colombia from DEF CON 2022. Um, and that's what we're going to be discussing here. Taha, thank you so much for putting together a great article um, with lessons learned from uh, DEF CON 2022. The link is in the description. Um, but yeah, guys, how was it? Yeah, I think um, I wanna I wanna kind of hand it off to Nick. I kick it off because he's the one that kind of pushed for the team to attend because uh, there's so many conferences he's been to some of them before. So Nick, do you want to kind of um, share why you figured DevCon Bogota was like the good con- a good conference to come to and 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 how you felt about it maybe? Yeah, for sure. So um, you know we're always kind of trying to seek out where would be the best places to go for the team, um, just in terms of logistics and you know what's get, what's gonna where we're gonna get the most value. Um, DevCon kind of tops the list. Uh, it's basically all the who's who building in in the Ethereum uh, and EVM compatible networks, but then you get every other ecosystem comes anyways. And so it does like side events and stuff. So you, you had Cosmos, you had Polkadot, you had uh, Near. Um, you, you've got everyone. People come from all over the world, no matter where it's at. This year it was in Bogota. Uh, I think next year it's going to be in Istanbul. Um, this was my first DevCon. And I'm really, really glad that I did make the push for the team to come out here and that Taha and Michelle were able to join as well. Uh, because I think, you know, having multiple boots on the ground there in different areas of expertise um, really helped us get the most out of it. Um, compared to other events that I've been to in the past, this is just way more builder centric and way more developer centric than uh, a lot of other ones. Um, you know, a lot of other ones, you know, are everyone I've been to has been great, just has their own reasons, right? Like a lot of times it's more biz dev focused, um, a lot, lot more like altcoin focused. This was like infrastructure heavy, like, you know, the future of, of, the the of of web three and like you know the the advancements in, in from an infrastructure standpoint are just mind-boggling hearing some of the talks that i'm sure taha will talk about um just you know some of some of the things that that these folks are building it's like fundamentally we're way more ahead than we were during the bull market from from a development standpoint and it was just super validating to see that like Web3 is like alive and well, and it's not going anywhere. And like, you know, some of the things that are going to come from this, um, that that are going to start sprouting up during this bear market and into the next bull are really going to put us on a nice trajectory, I think. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked on DevCon. It was mind blowing. 
Wow. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that hundred percent. I, I want to, again, thank you for, for pushing the team to come out because I know, um, you know, we do look at which conferences to go to DEF CON, spin on the top of the list, but you being on the ground, pushing for that. And after attending uh, DEF CON, it was also my first DEF CON. I've been to other conferences, but not really a DEF CON before. And it was a completely different experience. I think um, we probably will talk about this in like, uh, what are some of the things that we learned and what we noticed different uh, in, in a bit here. But just the overall feeling was very much uh, in line with what Nick mentioned, that Web3 is not going anywhere. In fact, it's stronger than ever. And it's just exciting to kind of, uh, have the IRL factor, as Ian likes to call it, uh, meet people in real life. You know, you talk to them over GitHub issues or, uh, you know, discussions in Telegram or Discord, but it's nice to actually connect with the builders and to see what they're going through and to uh, validate a lot of like what we're doing as well. And uh, a sense of community is there and it's just it's just a great environment to be in. So it was it was amazing from that perspective. And then we learned a lot and have a new um, sort of fuel uh, to go work even harder to build what we're trying to build for the community. Wow, guys, thank you so much. I mean, the event sounds really, really exciting and like super cool. But um, I've got a question. What did you learn um, at this event in Bogota um, this year? And if you could tell us in the community a little bit more about what kind of benefits um, Ferrum actually gets from attending such, uh, such events. Yeah, Nick, do you want to take that one first as well? And then I'll jump in after. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I think, you know, every time a bear market happens, there's always something that sprouts out of it. Like the last one was NFTs and DeFi. Like before the last bear, NFTs and DeFi weren't a thing. But during it, those are the two things that came about. And now it's like we're building on top of those things. So hear a lot of talk about like soulbound tokens, which is a new type of NFT. You hear a lot of talk about like ZK, you hear a lot of talk about DAOs um, and seeing some of these kind of new advancements has been really eye-opening uh, in my opinion, just like um, where, what, what things are gonna be the focus like for the next next bull run and and ultimately like what's pushing the space forward and so learned a lot about those um type of niche areas that i don't think are going to be so niche in a few months um specifically as it comes to scaling solutions a lot of cross-chain stuff that i i know taha will probably talk about just in terms of security and and designing with security in mind rather than having security as an afterthought um and and the role that DAOs are going to play in organizing communities and organizing people really um uh, you know in a broader vision um and and kind of bringing direct democracy to web3 because it's something that um is still fairly centralized in in terms of in terms of governance so uh lots of eye-opening discussions uh in, in those regards um so yeah i mean th those were some of the areas that i thought were like okay this is kind of like the next wave of, of things um and then just in terms of like you know what we got out of it like i said like a lot of times it's been more biz dev focused in at previous conferences this one i think there's like ferrum is really well positioned from a tech standpoint after this um even though we already were but i think there are some things that we learned and people that we met that can really help with some back-end infrastructure type things for some of the products we're going to be uh building out um and you know just some more 
like in-depth relationships that we built than just surface kind of like let's partner up and like leverage each other's services but more like how can how how can we really really like you know build something that's gonna last and there's there's a couple folks that we met with some really you know prominent projects that uh, we're gonna get the ball rolling with and um, they could they could be some there could be some really big things that come out of it yeah, I think the build, the building aspect is really exciting. I think one of the biggest things is the team that you talked about, where it's very clear that the team is around, you know, scaling, securing, and interoperability of infrastructure, right? So it's, it's more of an infrastructure-based team and what's going to be the next um, uh, foundational infrastructure that's going to be a lasting play. And interoperability, cross-chain aspects are a big part of that. ZK was a big part of that. Um from a building perspective, uh, I mentioned this uh, before as well, like meeting with the engineers for some of the partners that we're with, meeting with their CTOs, their um, product managers, and actually collaborating on, okay, like the conversations typically end with, okay, let's go build that. Let's make a Telegram group or a Slack channel or something to go build this. And that's how the conversations ended. And that was really, really nice because typically, you know, you're talking over weeks or months sometimes to kind of bring your vision together. And we were just able to connect on a lot of those areas. So that was nice. Another really important thing that I learned was, uh, and it, it was kind of relieving to see that a lot of the fluff had gone away. So uh, we, we hear about uh, conferences in the bull market where there's people in suits, uh, just like hang, handing out cash, right? Like just like trying to invest in any project. Oh, you don't even have to have a website, just like have a domain, and you'll get money and then you'll go raise like, I don't know, millions of dollars and try to create something. But a lot of those projects uh, were not there. And the ones that were there had a lot of substance. So if the fluff went away and you saw the true builders uh, for the ecosystem, for the community there, and that allowed us to really make really valuable partnerships and set the foundation for partnerships that are going to be lasting. I think uh, that's something that Nick is going to be pioneering over the next couple of weeks, he did a tremendous job over a bunch of events with some partners. We're not going to drop any names just yet because I'm sure uh, we'll be making some announcements around that. But they're not just partnerships where we're integrating from biz dev side, but we're going to have technical integrations with them. Um, I was in a bathroom uh, just after one of the parties. And just as I'm washing my hands, this guy comes up and he talks to me about a product that he's building and asks me what we're building. And I talk about mainnet and he's like, how do I get, how do I get on that? Like that, that perfectly solves my use case. Like if I wanted to deploy my D app, my solution on Algorand and Casper and on Dotsama system, like I would have to go hire all these developers and your mainnet seems to solve that. So how do I get on that? And that, that factor was super validating. Um, the final two things that I learned were the shiny object syndrome. And we talked about this in the article and the security infrastructure, right? So like we talked about how a lot of fluff goes away in, in the bear market conferences. Well, sometimes you forget that Web3 organizations also live in the real world, right? Like at this, you have to pay salaries, you have to pay for resources, you have to pay for bills and hosting costs. And when you have a limited amount of capital to deal with and uh, you have a lot of products to put out, it, you're gonna compromise somewhere. And we saw some talks where we, and we see this in, in the hack, uh, you know, news that comes out pretty much every week that this bridge has been hacked or this protocol has been hacked is very likely security is typically at the bottom of the list because people want to provide a better user experience. They want to provide um, performance and they want to give a good experience to users. And, and typically security comes as an afterthought when the auditor identifies something. And we don't use that approach. For us, 
you know, the products do take a little bit longer to come out, but security is integrated into our product architecture by design. And then we go through multiple iterations with our auditors. Like they send something back. If it creates new issues, instead of just bypassing that or saying, oh, don't worry, we'll fix it in the next version. We take the time to resolve those issues. And if those issues require an architectural change, we implement that as well. So that validation was really nice to hear. And it also was nice to see an analysis that a lot of the solutions that have come out, they have put out solutions that we're trying to build a little bit sooner, but some of them present a serious risk to the community and their funds in terms of uh, how the security approach has been has been implemented. So people have already put out cross-chain swap protocols. There's in fact uh, already solutions that do what our mainnet is trying to do, but some of them are relying on security infrastructure and the verification infrastructure off-chain, or they're compromising the decentralization of those aspects. And we're not trying to rush to the market. That doesn't mean we're trying to take it easy, but we're going with something that we believe is called the third mover's advantage, which again, we'll be talking about in the coming weeks and months, where we are trying to get the thing uh, and the architecture, security, implementation done correctly so that it's a lasting solution. So I think that was also very validating that uh, a lot of these hacks, why they're happening, when you think about the resource constraint and, and the compromise, it all kind of connects together. Yeah, thank you. Um, and you know what, like there's, with, 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 when right now, basically crypto is getting more and more popular, right? Like every week, week by week, basically every single month, um, it gets more popular and there's much more events coming out right now, um, hosted by different companies, by different projects, by different businesses as well, all over the world. Ferrum attends a lot of, um, a lot of the industry events, a lot of the conferences, um, as well. And how do you think that they've changed with time, you know, compared to what it was a few years ago? And if anyone from the community would want to visit um, any of those conferences or events, crypto events, um, which ones would you recommend to, um, to visit first? Um, which one would you recommend to focus on? Yeah, so um, Todd kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, was just you know, how these events change over time. Um, he kind of referred to like how they change from the bull to the bear. Uh, and I think that's the best way to kind of describe it uh, because like he said, like a lot of the mm, fluff has, has been removed, which makes like our jobs way easier, right? Because like you're talking to a lot of people, right? And not everyone, while they may be building something really cool, you know, has like a lot to add to what you're building or vice versa. Uh, but that becomes even like increased tenfold when maybe the products aren't even cool because they're just a money grab trying to like, you know, which is, you see a lot of that in, in the bull market. Um, and so like, you know, during, during the bear, right. Or like, um, during times when, you know, the, the real cream of the crop is rising to the surface, it's actually a great time to attend conferences. Uh, and, and I think like we've seen the evolution of conferences since those like money grab days of the wild, wild west. I don't think that crypto is continuing in that direction, right? I think we're, we're moving away from that. We're becoming more uh, having a, a little bit more of a traditional mindset when it comes to investing and the things that we need to see from projects to take them seriously. Um, and I, 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 you know, people have been fooled too many times in, in years past. And um, I, th I think people are kind of becoming a bit more 
keen or privy to, um, you know, what, what makes a project successful. And so, um, you know, the folks that are, are trying to take advantage just aren't really wasting their time at these places anymore because we're getting a lot wiser as a, as a, as an industry. Um, so that helps the people that are, are actually doing work, um, kind of, you know, sift through some of, some of the nonsense. So I didn't see any nonsense at this conference. It was just all straight builders, like with good ideas. Um, in terms of your question of like where to tell people to kind of go if they're interested in, in things like this. I mean, DevCon's a great place to start. I saw a lot of folks, um, I met a lot of folks who weren't necessarily with a project. Maybe they were a developer or an aspiring developer. Um, maybe they were just a Web3 enthusiast and they just wanted to learn more. Um, you know, I would say a, a majority of folks are, are building something, but I was really surprised to see how many um, you know, just enthusiasts uh, and, and, and folks wanting to learn more and increase their knowledge uh, and awareness of the space, how many of those folks showed up. Um, so, you know, where, wherever you are, like in the space, like as an investor, as an, you know, if you, maybe you're an OG, maybe you're, maybe you're a noob, you know, but like these, these kinds of places are the best places to go to really like, you know, get, get your chops up. Um, and so I would, I would recommend, uh, next year it's going to Istanbul, uh, Turkey, which is going to be awesome. I'm definitely going to go to that one. Uh, but I, I think I'm going to be like a DevCon, like an annual dev per, perennial, I think is the word, uh, DevCon goer. So, um, yeah, I would, I would recommend that one for sure. Yeah. Just to add a little bit to that is for new people, uh, I think also identifying the sector that you're interested in. So DevCon, while it covers a lot, it provides the best value if you're developer-centric. Uh, there are also conferences that are organized that are NFT-specific. So if you want to learn about NFTs or mm -hmm. trading, things like that, there's NFT-specific conferences. And then there's ecosystem-specific as well. Like Solana, I think, is organizing one coming up in November. So if you're interested in like a, a specific ecosystem, you can identify those. Doing a little bit of research in terms of what you're interested in can help. Uh, like, so you're not showing up DevCon learning all about NFTs. Like, you'll learn some, but it's not going to be as as exciting as an NFT specific conference if that's what you're interested in. So, what part of the audience you fall into kind of help? Um, but conferences like DevCon and the Polkadot version and so on and so forth, like they're obviously ones that we always recommend to attend because it covers so much. They're they're sort of like a all encompassing conference for that ecosystem and even supporting ecosystems. So hopefully that helps somebody that's, that's getting started in this space. Yeah, that's a really good point, Taha. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Being able to identify your niche, for sure. So that's a great place to yeah. start. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, Taha, I have one more question for you as well. Um, in the article related to this video, the link's in the description, um, you've also mentioned that in a few months we're going to be looking to start running hackathons and um, similar programs. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so it's not not necessarily in a few months, over the next few months. So they might be starting as early as a couple of weeks from now. So we connected with the ETH Foundation, the Ecosystem Support Fund, and obviously we're doing the same thing with the Web3 Foundation. And we're really trying to nurture the communities and the areas where there's a lot of excitement, but not as much access. So Latin America in general falls into that category. So we're connecting with ETH Colombia over here to see if we can tap into the Dotsama ecosystem for them or just general ETH ecosystem and organize give back to the community, train them on some of the best practices, and then recruit some team members even that might want to be a part of the firm team to help build our mainnet 
for our supporting solutions. We're going to be doing the same thing in South Asia and Pakistan in a few months, and then just circling around the world, finding those areas where perhaps as much resources as, for example, the U.S. or Europe don't exist, and supporting those communities by giving back our knowledge. And then obviously, as we train people up, we, we would love to hire them as well to become part of our team and part of our journey. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, so guys, tune in um, very soon to find out more information about that as well. And one final question to you guys um, that I've got. Um, we've obviously discussed a lot of different benefits and what you've learned um, from DEF CON this year as well. But um, just to summarize the call and summarize this, um, this video, if you could share one most important thing that you've learned that you found most interesting um, at this event that you'd like to share with, uh, with our community. Yeah, sure. So I think uh, the most uh, interesting thing uh, that, that I learned was how relevant what we're building, whether it's multi-swap or mainnet, is. Um, you know, a lot of times working on something, you get so close, up close and personal to it that you kind of um, maybe forget the, the like, the, um, the, just the importance that it might actually have. You know that it has, that's why you start building it, right? But then you get so close and personal to it that you might forget what it even looks like, right? Because like, like think about like a Mona Lisa, right? You're standing like this close to the Mona Lisa. You're like, what, what am I looking at, right? And then you take a step back and you're like, oh, wow, that's the Mona Lisa, right? And so this kind of gave us some perspective. It kind of allowed me to step back and see just how important this really is to folks because you know, Taha and I have gotten pretty good at our elevator pitch uh, when talking about you know, multi-swap or multi-chain infrastructure in general, cross-chain messaging engines um, and you know, what Ferrum is. And so people are like, oh, Ferrum network, cool, what's that? You know, a lot of people don't know what Ferrum is. It, it was fun to see when people, when people did know what Ferrum was, but um, you know, a lot of folks don't. And so explaining what we're doing to them in your quick two minute, pitch and then they're like whoa like keep me in the loop on that because you know in terms of my project going multi-chain or you know in terms of you know potentially using a multi-swap widget um you know that those are things that that could be really valuable for us and uh i think that was really the most uh exciting part of it just that validation of like you know there's people that have that have built similar things or are building similar things like taha mentioned but it's still a novel concept, right? And it's still something that is cutting edge. Uh, and, and it's still something that needs to be built correctly as well. So, um, you know, answering people's questions like, oh, how are you accounting for the security of integrating all these networks and having an answer for that um, is, you know, and they're like, whoa, okay, yeah, this makes a lot of sense, you know? Um, it was, was, was super exciting. So we're, we're on to something, guys. <laughs> I think that coupled with the last part that you mentioned about how we're going about it, it was it was that was really exciting for me to see that that because of the magnitude of this, taking our time to go about it the right way, the inventions are coming out, securing it properly, like all of that was super validating that we are doing the right thing with not rushing through this, not necessarily again sitting on our butts and like saying, oh, we're not we don't have any sense of urgency, we have a lot of urgency, but we're not compromising in the areas that matter. Uh, and I think that was really validating because this is hopefully going to be something that's going to impact a lot of people around the world and give access to a lot of people to financial systems that they did not have access to before. And uh, if we can be a part of enabling that, that comes with a lot of responsibility of making sure that these systems are secure and reliable and can be trusted by users. 
So I think that was very validating and exciting for us uh, and encouraging that, okay, let's get back to work and, and, uh, and build something remarkable. Wonderful. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining this video. Thank you for sharing your experiences from this event. And uh, yeah, hopefully soon you're going to be attending another event and we're going to have um, other overview videos as well. The rest of the events from this year and the overviews um, from our team members are going to be in the description below. So um, go ahead and watch them as well. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, Thanks Tom. Tom. Ferrum Network is a pioneer in ushering in the era of interoperability 2.0. Ferrum Network's mainnet nodes and related infrastructure will bring value, data, and functional interoperability to every chain in the industry. Ferrum also specializes as a multi-chain blockchain as a service DeFi company, adding deflationary mechanisms token utility, and advisory services to projects across the crypto space.